Hey guys, welcome back to the Defy the Norm podcast, episode 108. Today, uh, I'm your host, Victor Robledo, and today we're going to talk a little bit about your mind playing tricks on you. That's why I named this, oh man, homie, my mind is playing tricks on me, because I actually run through that song when in my head, sort of joking, but half serious, when something I know I am is running in a program or is impacting my ability to make be the person that I want to be. Uh, I think of that song, so it brings, sheds light on it, and that's from the Ghetto Boys back in the 80s, old hip-hop song. But in all seriousness, there are points in our lives where we feel like we're starting to lose control of our thought process. And today I'm going to shed some light into some of the experiences that I have had and how I've been able to spin it so that I know how to put that 180 on it, make a subtle joke, or put some easy steps that can help you. But before we get into that, if this is your very first time to this podcast, my name is Victor Robledo. My wife and I, almost eight years ago, Robin and I decided to move our family into our 28-foot classy motorhome and travel full-time experiencing nature and spending time together. And what this podcast is about is helping you to define what it is to defy the norm. And so as we go into this down the rabbit hole, if there is a ton of content here on our websites, on our Making Mindfulness uh, uh, YouTube channel, as well as on our Nomads with a Purpose YouTube channel, as you can see our personal experiences, what we're doing to express ourselves, defy the norm, be out in adventure, spend time as a, fa- as a family together. Didn't ever think that that would be defying the norm, but these days, yes, it is. All right, so let's go back to what I was alluding to in the title. And really what it comes down to is personally, as I've, as I've shared in this podcast and many other of our other platforms, I had a massive uh, adrenal fatigue, uh, midlife crisis. You can call it lots of Denny lots of different things when I was in my mid-30s. And it led me to kind of question what was going on in my own life. But really what it comes down to, the signs and symptoms are you have a sense of a lack of control in your own life. And when I was in my mid-30s, I found myself in way more aggressive, negative thought patterns than I had ever been used to. Now, At first, it looks like anxiety, and I always say this on previous podcasts, but remember, anxiety can be a gift because it's letting you know, hey, pay attention here. And so I personally went through my own experiences where I didn't feel like I was in control and of the mindset that I wanted to be in. And so if you're encountering some of that, just think of it as a sign. Don't judge it. First thing is just don't judge it like, oh man. I'm really angry and I have no reason why and I don't know why. Well, the first thing is just to observe it and start to say, take some steps that you can have control of that that mindfulness, that thought process. You are in control and in the end, you can choose who you want to be. And I think a lot of this is due to the fact that we get sort of pulled out of the matrix, you know, and the matrix... Um, we allude to that movie quite a bit in this podcast and very few, very many people do the same thing. 
and you're being pulled out of it, just like Neo, he gets pulled out and he's thinking like, wait, what a second, I didn't have any idea this existed outside of this. And he almost has this feeling like, I want to go back. And so when you start to feel yourself, pull, pull yourself out of this, like I've been living in this blank, you're going to get a wide array of emotions, whether that's getting to a point in your life where you're questioning more, which is often happens when guys get into their midlife. Uh, women, I'm, I'm assuming as well, do. You know, you have kids, you do jobs, you, you get this level of success, you're doing, you're doing, you're doing. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, why am I doing this? That's when the body starts talking to you. And it's just a, a sign or a symptom, right? It's just talking to you. Don't judge it. That's a clue. And you have to ask yourself when you should be, when this is all going on, wow, I should be happy, but I am not. What's up? If you're asking yourself that, you need to be asking yourself the next tier. Now, why do you need to ask yourself this is because we are all here for our absolute purpose. I am a firm believer. When I used to work with children, if you didn't know that, we owned a gymnastics facility as well as a personal training facility in Coronado, California for 20 years in brick and mortar. And I always believed there was greatness in every child. It made it so that I could show up and be do my most amazing job that I could at the time. Because that amazingness needs to be drawn out of us. And when we settle, yes, we have to live in gratitude for what we have. But when we settle for mediocre, it, create, it can wreak havoc with what's inside. Because our destiny, our, the calling that we have, needs to be fulfilled here in life. And so don't think of, don't judge yourself when you're like, oh, I should be grateful for what I have. Yes, absolutely. But that doesn't mean you should just be unhappy being or be happy being unhappy. You should f figure out what lies deeper. And for me, that emotional, those emotional swings and some clues that I had really started to happen um, when I was, when I was going through my adrenal fatigue. And actually before then, if I were to look back now at some of the signs and symptoms that I had, um, I had repressed a lot of emotion based on my trauma, and I've shared plenty of that. You know, I was sexually abused very badly when I was a kid, and it forced me to sort of forego the self and not live expressing my emotional needs as a child and then certainly into adulthood. And it wasn't until I started to really understand what was going on from a physiological and psychological level that I realized like, oh, that's how my body rewired itself to deal with what was going on. And so when I started having kids, I found myself really, really being emotional by the connection that I felt as a father, which we all should. Absolutely. But I, I feel like I felt it significantly to the point that I was, I was, uh, would watch commercials and be like, oh man, if there was a kid and a father involved, it was like, oh man, that's, that's a very powerful and very powerful emotion. And that, that should have been a clue. And the reason it's a clue is because it uncovers deeper levels of potential sorrow, joy, and excitement that I was blocking myself off to. Now I can get into the physiology and I won't get terribly deep. You can send me a message. We have plenty of videos about this exact thing. And if you're really interested in it, I'm happy to really dedicate an entire podcast to it. But it becomes very, very simple. 
Um, anxiety and joy um, can be interpreted on a physiological level at almost the same bind. Think about the exhilaration and joy you f- might feel in victory, the exhilaration and joy you feel in a um, on a roller coaster, and the potential anxiety associated with a difficult experience. Well, for me, I found that it I was blocking myself off to feeling some level of joy because I was starting to get increasingly anxious and anxious and anxious to the point where you weren't, we were only feeling extremes and the extremeness of having becoming a new dad and the extremeness of the connection that I felt with this being was enough to trigger a huge positive sensation to go, whoa, why haven't I feeling this now? My wedding day, the connection with my wife, and there's plenty of hedonistic um, things that we do in our, in our world that that really bring us present. So for me, working out intensely, um, love with I felt with my life. Certainly, excessive use of of drugs could do the same thing, right? It brings us present, but it gives us. It's essentially compensating for what we didn't have. Gabor Mate talks about that addiction, that that serotonin, that dopamine, those those hits that we should have gotten in our youth. And so I felt that as I was as I was becoming a dad and I should have been taking note of it. So when you have these extreme changes in emotion, that's a sign for you to question and look forward to. So if you're feeling like your mind is running in places that you don't know, you don't judge it. You're living in that emotional state and start, it's probably identifying you with a living out of alignment. And remember, individually, your alignment probably looks a lot different than what society says. Now, I'm not telling you that you need to live on a mountaintop and live like a monk. However, there are plenty of people that that is their alignment. If that brings you joy, by all means, what we're trying to do is help you in this podcast to start interpret it. And I spend a lot of time with myself and with my clients learning to get out of my bottom energy hubs. Um, the bottom energy hubs, uh, the bottom chakra points, and we talk plenty about the chakras here, but your solar plexus, as well as your sacral and your root, are these primal energy hubs. And if we're constantly living in those energy hubs, we're constantly essentially living in a stress reaction. And by default, if you're living out of a stress reaction, you are living out of the hormones of stress. And because you are living in the hormones out of the hormones of stress, you are going to be acting out of certain parts of your brain. Hope that makes sense. Now, as we start to impact in myself and with the people I work with, I make an effort to go, okay, so we've identified that you have some level of breathing dysfunction. We had identified that potentially we are living in a stress reaction. Now it's time to start identifying that stress reaction and rewire your brain, retrain your body to bring the energy up to that area of the brain, that neocortex, that front part, that forehead part of the brain. And once you identify that you want to do that, we use the physiology to help us and also intention because when you bring your intention to something, it automatically starts recruiting a different part of the brain. And so that's known as the third eye. And why it's important is because it helps us to bring clarity. So when I 
envision myself in my morning meditation or my morning breath work. I have an intention. I'm working on, I want to have clarity in how I present myself in this podcast. And I want to make sure that the people feel not only my emotion, feel the story so that they can convey and make it their own and then take flight with it. And I have to have the intention to do that. And so I breathe into my third eye and go, see yourself doing it, see yourself doing it and communicating in a way that's going to resonate with someone and make a massive change. So when you bring your attention to career, can you see it, right? When you bring your attention into a relationship, can you see it? When you bring your attention to um, uh, career, family, and any other aspect of your life that's really, really important, can you see it very clearly? And if the answer is no, there's likely some kind of blockage energetically, and there's likely some kind of lack of cerebrospinal fluid or lack of blood flow, if you want to think of it that way, to a part of the brain that's stopping you to see it. Because if I ask you to replay a, replay uh, a, a, a play in the NFL that you saw, you could probably close your eyes and replay a diff- lots of different things you've seen in the last 24 hours. And you could probably replay certain parts of your life with extreme clarity. Right? You could probably say, okay, see yourself driving yourself to work tomorrow. Boom, you could do that. So what we want to do is bring intention to the areas of our life that we want to make absolute change. Now, defining the norm doesn't really mean that we're always just trying to stick it to the man. It means defining and bringing awareness to parts of life that you want. So we spent some time talking about the third eye. We spent some time talking about really bringing intention to that. And I'm going to teach you and remind you of some simple ways that you can now hopefully bring intention. So this is the juicy part. This is an important part. And so as you breathe in, and I get excited when I talk just like anyone else, but try to relax your shoulders even as I'm speaking right now, right? And as you breathe, breathe in through the diaphragm. That's first level. So we're going to do five breaths together. Exhaling out, distending the abdomen again. Let's do two more breaths. Inhaling in, exhaling out, relaxing the shoulders. Inhaling in, exhaling out. So simply through breath, we can shift. By shifting our stress reaction, we can then shift at what areas of our body are reacting. How? Well, if you're doing stress breathing with your shoulders, as if you just finished a workout or you're in a fight or flight situation, you're going to impact what area of the brain you get to function out of. So I always tell people that if you are breathing in a fight or flight, you're going to think in a fight or flight. So you can have an impact in it. Any number of different breathing patterns can work. That was just a very simple example. Another way to start thinking about it is get out of what stress can you let go of? What stress in your life is out of alignment? People out of alignment, right? Think about ways that you can go discard this. This is stopping me from becoming the person that I want to be. Pull that out of your life. It's going to make life Make time for things that are important, whether that's inspiration, whether it's listening to this podcast that might be helping you to get centered and grounded. A fair amount of people that I work with every day, it's all about just getting centered and grounded so that they can go live their life. Now, one of the easiest ways to start getting out of that stress reaction 
as well, or living out of the hormones of stress, is starting to have fun, move, and explore. Now, I say those all at once because you can kind of hit them all at once. Movement not only helps us detoxify the body, we talk about that a lot on this podcast, and as a strength and conditioning coach and a health and wellness coach, I'm constantly trying to get myself and my clients to move at all parts of the day to help the body detoxify and let go of some of the, that negative emotion because the muscles um, and our negative emotions can be stored in our fascia. And so when we squeeze them, we literally detoxify our organs and literally detoxify our body. We move lymph, which is really one of the major uses of exercise is moving that lymphatic fluid out of our cells and helping us to detoxify it. It's actually one of the primary reasons why why you should exercise is just to move lymph, sweat, detoxify. And if you hit it on all levels, whether it's movement, exploration, and fun at the same time, now you're looking at taking yourself into a different state of mind, right? State of mind. So if you can do it within within grasp of just getting outside your door and doing something new that's creative and flowy and gets you to detoxify, now you've hit three of the major aspects that we're always proponents of. So do that today. Get out there, breathe right. Um, move in a way that's that's going to help you not only detoxify but explore and have some fun. Whether it's kicking a soccer ball or hiking up a mountain, whether it's training on the mats, whether it's mountain cl- uh, rock rock climbing or surfing, um, I actually love when I'm working a lot. I just jump on my skateboard and skate for ten minutes. It's so it provides me such a level of flow and connection that's unlike anything else but it allows me to then obviously enjoy it right out my front door that activation energy becomes a critical too not having to expend a ton of energy to go do that flow state is essential too to making sure you're getting it often and keep you in the right mental state now for the last part of this podcast today we're going to go over a pineal gland clearing now i am not the origin and we're certainly not the origin of doing pineal gland clearings i actually my first experience is doing dr joe dispenza's pineal gland clearing but that third eye that spot in your brain that front part of your brain where you want to bring your energy to and help you see clarity in your life we can breathe in a manner that helps us to bring bring intensity to that area and hopefully give you clarity. So the first job is to bring wonderful cerebrospinal fluid up the spine and to that part of the brain. And if you're sitting up and listening to this and you're in a quiet space, or if you are driving, please don't do this while you're driving because it does require you to, to hold your breath and to contract your core, which in some cases could make you a little woozy and you don't want to have an accident, but you can practice this on your own. And so I'm going to do it live right now. And as we do this, and we breathe with intention. We'll first take a cleansing breath, deep breath in, and then we'll exhale out. And as we begin, we'll inhale big, inhaling a full lung of air, and hold it at the top for a moment. Now, as you hold it at the top, tighten up your core gently as to have the intention of driving more fluid up the spine. Our core bellows out, right? We can tighten up the core and we can pull up the pelvic floor as well. And that driving with intention all the way up, bringing it to the chest bringing it into the area of the face, almost like you feel like you're turning a little red in the face. And then you can exhale out (sighs) emphatically. Now that's an example of a pineal pineal gland clearing. We'll do it together in a moment. Let's take a deep breath in. Exhale out. (sighs) 
Let's begin. Inhale big. Hold it at the top. Tighten up the core. Think about what you want to have the intention for. Holding, 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 squeezing, squeezing, squeezing. Intentionally bringing that attention to the front part of the brain so that you can focus on that holding, holding, holding. And exhale out. Now that's an example of a pineal gland clearing with myself and with my clients. I usually do about 10 rounds is the average. And with the idea that they're trying to clear out that pineal gland, clear out that energy blockage in that area. Uh, Robin and Gabby uh, will be doing one of our live pineal gland clearings on our Be The Hero Dot Academy. Be The Hero Dot Academy is where you can go visit to start to put this together in a group setting. Now, we all, and I say all, do coaching in this family because even uh, Tati likes to be involved when we're talking and spitballing ideas on how to, uh, and if you didn't know, Tati's our youngest, 12 years old, uh, but Robin, myself, Gabby, Isabel, and even Daniel is involved in coaching to help people start to put the health and wellness back together in their lives. And when I say wellness, it means mind and body. So if you're struggling with the body, oftentimes we have to take the mind to where it needs to go before you change. I often find that those people need to believe that they're capable of change before they change, not the other way around. Because if they don't value themselves enough to invest in the mind and they're just literally starving themselves and don't believe nothing will happen. I have done this job for almost 30 years and I've seen what is capable if the mind is willing. If you need help with coaching, please reach out directly to us via email and we're excited to hear from you. If you need any more information on this, please let us know. Again, bethehero.academy is where you want to go for our group. It'll be linked in the description on this podcast. Until next time, guys, thanks for being here.